Hi, I'm Charlotte. And I'm Helly, and welcome to Growth in Progress, the podcast where we have open and honest conversations about things that aren't usually discussed, but that can help us all to grow. In each episode, we spend some time catching up, share something we've really loved recently, and then go on to discuss a topic that is really relevant to the conversations we think are happening right now. These are often the kinds of things that a lot of people might be thinking about, but aren't necessarily talking about. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to hit subscribe on whichever platform you're on so you never miss an episode. So how are you doing? You're free from quarantine. Life is good. It is. I was freed on Wednesday and it was the best thing ever. Honestly, I just never taken the outdoors for granted again. Um, But no, we did take massive advantage of that and went on lots of day trips this weekend. Went to Bosnia and Herzegovina this weekend, which was a nice little... uh, love that day trip jaunt um very beautiful and went to one of the islands and the weather has been great and uh now I've exhausted myself and think I'm getting ill again because I probably <laughs> overdid it a little bit but it was all worth it <laughs> you know sometimes you just got to do what you got to do and you've been inside for a long time I love you're actually getting to make the most of where you are as well yeah well we basically missed half of April and then I was getting stressed that we were going to miss all of the because there was so much good weather while we were in isolation as well. So I couldn't not take advantage of the good weather. Yeah. So, yeah. Very happy to be free again. And then my parents arrived today for a week and a half. So, so excited for you. No rest for the wicked. I don't even know if that's the right place to use that phrase, but we're going to roll with it. <laughs> I'm so excited that you get to see them. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, looking forward to it. Um, but how are you? What have you been up to? I have not been up to that much, to be honest. I'm going to the south of France this weekend, which I'm so excited about. Ooh. It's very much been like that holiday prep chaos because I've got a three day week. And, you know, and you're really excited for something, but you're also like, oh, God, the period of time before you go away is going to be extremely stressful. So mm. Mm-hmm. I'm trying not to think about that. I'm just thinking about being in Cannes, enjoying the sunshine, fingers crossed, um, oh, and having amazing. a nice break. That does sound amazing and such a good time of year to go before it gets super busy. Well, exactly. We thought we'll go before the film festival. We're going to sit on the beaches, just going to relax, um, eat great food, read lots and enjoy the local area. We're only there for a couple of days, but I think it'd be nice just to get away. How nice is it to talk about trips again? I know it's a privilege, but also something that we've just not even been able to contemplate for the last few years. Yeah, it's so nice, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to share your recommendation this week? Yes. So this week I have a documentary. It's on BBC iPlayer and it is Tan France Beauty and the Bleach. So we watched this this weekend and it is a documentary that is hosted by Tan France from Queer Eye. And he does a like a, he basically goes and looks at colorism within the US, but specifically within the UK more so. His experiences and all of that in relation to skin bleaching. Um, he's very open about his experiences with colorism and his own personal experience with skin bleaching. And it's a really eye-opening, um, eye-opening documentary, particularly as a white person, to understand quite how deep the colorism within um, like different communities goes. Like 
obviously I've heard of colorism. I know what it is, but the extent to it was really interesting. And he kind of explores the history of it and why colorism exists and how it's different in the UK versus the US. And I would caveat that I think if you are a person of color, it could potentially be quite triggering some of the things that he talks about and um, the experiences of people he shares could very understandably be quite upsetting. So, you know, bear that in mind. But I think as a white person, it's a really important watch. That sounds really interesting and something that I would love to watch because it's it's one of those things, obviously, as a white person, like it's not something that we have to consider. But I always remember taking trips in the past and seeing adverts for skin bleaching mm. products and like that is such a shocking concept to me that that's something that's so prevalent and especially for it to be prevalent in the UK as well um that's yeah. not something that I would have expected plus I really like tan so I'm gonna give that a watch definitely yeah it's really interesting and he confronts as well the fact that a lot of colorism comes from within his own community and other communities of color mm. um and from other people of color and that was quite interesting as well like to understand that it's he puts it as like coming from your own house mm-hmm. and it was just yeah it's something I've never experienced and it's something that was really eye-opening um and he touches on passing as well which is a big theme of the vanishing half um if you mm-hmm. haven't read that book or if you have you'll be familiar with that um and as a side note, I really do recommend everyone read that book. But um, yeah, it was a brilliant documentary. It's an hour long. It's on BBC iPlayer. And yeah, it's it's really worth watching. Okay, I'm going to check that out, definitely. What is your recommendation? So mine is also a documentary and it's on Netflix. It's White Hot, The Rise and Fall of Abercrombie and Fitch. And I really want to watch this. Oh my God. I was so interested to watch it because like I fully fed into that cult-like status that ANF created like the nostalgia that watching this documentary brought back for me like the queuing at the doors the dark shutters the smell in the shop like the half-naked jock dudes at the door like it's absolutely fascinating because I knew kind of Abercrombie had had this sort of fall from grace but I really didn't I didn't understand what had gone on and the documentary really it features loads of former employees, models, execs, um, and they really take a deep dive into what happened with the brand and like everything from their discriminatory hiring processes um, to like the traditional gender standards that they were like perpetuating. And I just had no idea that it was such a deep rooted problem. Like the the owner at the time even admitted to being exclusionary in an interview and it didn't get picked up. Oh, it, it was the interview was published and no one cared. And it wasn't until several years later, um, I can't remember, maybe it was 2016 or 17, that a journalist found that in an old article, published it again, and that's when it went viral and ANF had this kind of big downfall. But it was absolutely fascinating to see how they'd like played into this all-American culture, like the idea of being all-American, yeah. but actually only this one specific type of American, only like the, yeah, only kids, if you're a... the white kids, the yeah. attractive kids. And it, 
there's a lot of really interesting conversations in that around um their hiring practices were illegal and they there was a court case and it actually went to the supreme court and ultimately that was what created the change in the end because they'd been to court once already and they'd had these kind of um, rules enforced on them but there was no date there was no like check-ins with them so they just kind of carried on as they were and it was interesting to see how a lot of former employees and execs felt that social media was what eventually gave it the the like the push that it needed and the coverage for people who had been discriminated against who had been illegally let go um to to speak out like social media gave them that platform that they hadn't had obviously in the earlier days of Abercrombie and Fitch but I would just say if you ever like bought their clothes you carried one of their bags around you queued up outside the shops that whole thing I feel like it was such a yeah thing at the time um to be like to just want to own Abercrombie and Fitch really interesting to watch and kind of understand what the company was born from and what it's developed into I think it's so interesting as well now given that Abercrombie and Fitch has had such a revival Mm. like you can't move on TikTok or YouTube for Abercrombie halls and when I started seeing them I was quite confused I was like oh are we still doing that are we still shopping there and I actually did wonder at one point whether they had gone under because you just, it's almost feels like overnight they disappeared and we never had an Abercrombie and Fitch near us, but we had a Hollister and a Gilly Hicks. Mm. And I feel like they were like their diffusion brands that really fed into exactly the same toxic messages. Oh yeah. And I remember like going to Hollister and being so excited to like go in and there would literally be like half naked men outside the shop in a shopping center on a Saturday afternoon. Like you look back and it's absolutely so mad. It's mad. Um, And I actually had a friend who worked for Abercrombie. So I'd be really interested to get her take on like the documentary and what it was like working there. Um, Some of the, uh, the stories were shocking, but when you're talking about that revival, so they have a new owner director whatever not sure what her official role is but she's a woman and she's very um she was extremely transparent in the documentary and said there has been all of these like huge errors and like honestly we like the company has not acted well at all in the past and these are the things that we're trying to correct and they have a very transparent approach with their employees now Um, I mean obviously this is what she's saying in the documentary but the vibe she was giving off was extremely um, like much better than obviously what the previous owner was. So I think this is why they've had a revival because they've had this new person come in who's take, who has completely taken ownership of their mistakes and said, this is what we're going to do to correct them. Yeah. And I did think it's quite interesting that it has had such a moment on, especially platforms like TikTok where people are very quick to call like companies out Mm. for Abercrombie to have such a revival I was like okay that's interesting so okay I'm adding it to the list I'm gonna watch it maybe I'll watch it on the plane this weekend that's a good shout should we move on to this week's topic because I'm very excited to discuss this one mm-hmm. so this week we're having a conversation about enjoying your own company and it's something that I think the two of us have got so much better at over the past few years like not necessarily being independent or not wanting to be with people but being happy on your own and 
finding the joy in that because there can be a lot of like genuine happiness and joy in having like your own time and like spending time with yourself that isn't just sitting at home doing nothing I'm talking like going out for the days and having the confidence to just go and be by yourself and understanding that it isn't the same as being like lonely like alone and lonely are two different things and it's just something that I think we we can all do with getting better at um and so you want to have a bit of a conversation around it yeah I think generally for a lot of people spending time alone is something that they'd rather avoid and I think a big part of that is that spending time on your own is like feels out of your comfort zone um and as we spoke about in the comfort zone episode like it's because it's something that I don't know as a society I feel like maybe we've been taught to like our idea of what being alone is has been very distorted in our minds because society is always I don't know encouraging the the time that we should be spending together and with other people and that's why FOMO exists because you feel like you're you're missing out on things that other people are doing and so spending time on your own actually really feels like it's something outside of your comfort zone but like we've said before being outside of your comfort zone I think is where a lot of the growth happens and being comfortable in your own company is a I think anyway really important and enriching part of self-development I really agree. I think it's when you spend time on your own that you have that opportunity to kind of understand yourself a bit more and how you process things and understand more about why you think the way you do and all those sorts of things. Like if we're talking about adjusting your mindset like we were last week, I think spending time on your own is a really key part of that because you know, because it gives you that opportunity to reflect and process without the pressures of other people Mm -hmm. yeah I agree I think spending time alone means you're spending time alone with your thoughts and your feelings and that can definitely be really uncomfortable but also I think it's really valuable space that you you often need but don't realize that you Mm -hmm. need like when we've spoken about carving out time for rest in your in your daily routine like perhaps it's self-care time or it's reading a book in the park or treating yourself to a meal out or going for a walk listening to a podcast whatever it might be I think it's important to have at least some of that time as time alone with with just you because I, I think it's really important to find joy in being alone and this isn't saying don't be in a relationship and don't spend time with friends but I do I really strongly feel that it's important to feel whole as a person rather than feeling the need to be like externally validated by someone else. Yeah, I agree. Like I appreciate we're coming to this as two introverts. So naturally, like it's that quiet time that refuels us anyway. But I think even if you are more extroverted, taking that time to just refuel and be quiet and be on your own, I think actually makes you enjoy spending time with other people more. Because it's, there's something about it being more special that way. Like I love sitting on the sofa with Alex, chilling out in the evenings, but also sometimes it's really nice to do that on my own and for mm. him to do the same. And then when you come back together, it feels nicer. Like it feels more, I don't know, it feels like more of, I don't want to say a treat because I think that's the wrong word. But The appreciation for it more. Yes, that's 100% the word, appreciation. and. 
it just gives you that variety. Like I think for a long time, I was someone who hated my own company to a point where actually it was quite inconvenient. So if someone wasn't available to go shopping with me or go out for food or something, like I just wouldn't do it. And now I look back and I'm like, that's ridiculous. Like that's absolutely mad. Um, Because now I actually love going shopping on my own. Like it's almost the opposite. Whereas if I was... I would have to think about, oh God, yeah, maybe I should go with someone else versus going on my own. And that takes time for sure, but it isn't as scary as it might seem. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think it is like learning to enjoy time alone is, yeah. is really brave because you are sp- yeah. Yeah, spending that time with your own thoughts and your own feelings and but I think so much of like what puts people off from doing that is the fear of what other people will think. Like, mm. and I know I'm guilty of it. Like how, how often have I kind of, I don't know, I looked at, I especially get it with elderly people. And I do feel like that's a specific kind of judgment as well. But sometimes I'll look at people on their own and I'm like, Oh, like, I hope, I hope they're okay. Mm. Chances are they might be absolutely bloody fine, and it's none of it's none of my business. Like just because someone is on their own, like you said, there's a difference between being alone and being lonely. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like you said, it is it is a big it's a big kind of thing to adjust to and to enjoy that time on your own. I do think it's something that you can build up to. It's not like anyone's expecting you to take a two week solo travel trip on your own yeah it can mean just building up to it go to the shops on your own go out for a cup of coffee on your own then take yourself out for a meal go to the cinema because really honestly people people actually don't care that much I think we've built up in our minds more that we're being judged for being alone than, than we actually are and also the other thing I would say is you don't have to accommodate for other people when you do that Mm. and whilst obviously it's nice to be considerate and conscious of what the people around you want etc it's also really nice to just almost live by your own time so if you go like out for a day trip for example you eat when you want to eat you go where you want to go you go to the cinema you go to the exhibition because it's only you Mm. and actually leaning into that and going what do I want and what do I want to do I think is really healthy and I think it helps you then remember that in other parts of your life that is still a completely valid question to ask yeah and I love those moments like I don't want to eat yet I'm not going to eat if I want to go and spend half an hour taking photos of this one specific thing I can go and do that I think being comfortable with that is again an an adjustment but it's a massive massive perk and you realize that you don't need I, I know this specifically for me and I'm, I know we're not just talking about being alone in terms of being single or in a relationship but for me when I came out of my first serious relationship I spent four years single after that and for the first year I really probably thought like oh god I should be in a relationship like I should mm. be with someone and then in those four years I realized that I already was with someone I already had friends and family and they were really important relationships to me but it also taught me that I can be absolutely fine on my own without having Mm. someone else and I think that's why other terms like other half like my other half are actually quite harmful because you are already Mm. a whole person and you 
your relationship with yourself is the longest relationship you're going to have in your life. So I, I absolutely believe that it's one that, that should be cultivated. And if that's uncomfortable at the start, then, then so be it. But I just think it's so important to build that relationship with yourself. I agree. I know it's such a cliche, but your relationship with yourself is the biggest constant you'll have in your life. Mm. Like even if you're someone who doesn't like to spend time on your own, you still have moments of being alone with yourself and your thoughts every single day. Like you can't escape that. Mm-hmm. And actually I think the pursuit of escaping that can be really damaging for a lot of people. And so yes, it might be uncomfortable to start with and it won't always be easy but it isn't going to get easier or more pleasant by not doing it. I think the sooner you can lean into it and see enjoying your own company as a really positive thing and a real opportunity, you actually start to see the benefit. Like I, I never thought I would be someone who would ever want to live on my own or anything like that. And then just prior to the pandemic, I mean, I went from zero to a hundred, but just prior to the pandemic, mm-hmm. I lived on my own for a while. And it wasn't really planned and it just kind of happened. And for the first like couple of days, for the first week or so, I was like, oh my God, I don't like this. And then after a while, I kind of lent into all of those things we were just saying, like I could watch whatever I wanted on TV. If I didn't fancy doing the washing up, it got left to the next morning. I could take a bath at 3 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon and it didn't matter. And as soon as I lent into all of those things, it was actually really brilliant and now I look back and I'm really grateful that that series of events happened where I was on my own for several months because it it really taught me to enjoy my own company to a point when my housemate came back I was a bit like oh really (laughs) (laughs) which in itself is quite a shock for someone who thought that they would never want to be on their own um And so I think whether you're, whether it's something you're actively trying to cultivate or whether it's a situation you're kind of a bit thrown into, take the opportunity because when you start to just enjoy your own company and allow yourself to be, it's a really wonderful thing. Yeah, I think that's a really good example because it doesn't mean that relationships aren't important. Obviously, relationships with your your friends, your family, your partner, whoever that is, they are really important to have in your life we're not saying don't have those relationships but having that time on your own just I think it's so beneficial for your Mm self-esteem and for your relationship with yourself because you're not you're not looking for those points of external validation you're not looking for kind of the, the qualification from someone else of should I do this now is this okay for me to do or when should we do this it it really gives you that is in like internal independent like I don't know I guess it's just independence isn't it but yeah it gives you that opportunity to find your own internal validation and I feel like that is really something that is a massive thing I mean we spoke about it with mindset and what other episode we've spoken about it a couple of times but I, th- I yeah. think it's a massive part of what's often missing in terms of how people's relationship with themselves is because they're pinning so much of their validation on external forces whether that is a job or a relationship or whatever completely and by spending time on your own it builds that confidence as well like it proves to you that you can be on your own Mm. 
And understandably, I think a lot of us have the fear that we couldn't be on our own. We couldn't be fully independent. Um, but actually spending that time proves that you can be. And that's a really brilliant thing. I think you can really cultivate the time that you spend with yourself to be something that's really enriching. Like once you get over that initial fear of it, like like you were saying, I really look forward to it. I love going to the shops on my own. I love taking a walk on my own and plugging into my podcast or whatever. Yeah. I think it's once you lean into it, it's something that I think a lot of people find they actually can really enjoy. I think if you're someone who doesn't really know where to start, though, it can feel quite intimidating to start enjoying your own company. So should we share some ways that we started to cultivate enjoying our own company more so it didn't feel like oh we're on our own and we're lonely yeah I mean I'm trying to think I can't like pinpoint what specific thing it was but I definitely think starting small is the way to to do that so yeah. I don't know take yourself out for a, a walk on a podcast or just grab a cup of coffee in the local shop like I don't know take your laptop with you or have your phone with you if you feel like you need to do something to kind of keep your keep yourself occupied um you don't need to jump in like fully head first I think a big thing for me was like leaning into having nice Friday and Saturday evenings on my own so I would get in from work maybe clean the flat a bit or have a shower like just make sure that I felt like I was in a really nice environment and then have my favorite meal or have a nice glass of wine, watch a movie, like allowing myself to make, I guess it's like romanticizing and celebrating the small moments more. So it mm. does feel more like a treat for yourself rather than, oh, I've got no plans on Friday night. It's actually, oh, I'm going to treat myself to my favorite meal and I'm going to have a nice glass of wine. I'm going to watch a movie I've wanted to see for a long time and do all of the things that you want to do. Yeah, I've just remembered actually a really like significant point for me was when I moved to Oxford because I'd mm. never been to Oxford before. So I got a job there, had never been before, didn't know anyone there, um, moved in with three other housemates I'd never met before. And so I wasn't alone in the house, but I was in a new city where I had no existing relationships. And for the first, I don't know, maybe two months of being there, like, I would try either every weekend or every other weekend to be a tourist in my own city, like just walk, walk around for the day, go and see the sites, visit the botanical gardens, visit the museums, walk along the river, do those kind of, I don't know, the things that you would never normally do in the place that you live. And I think that's maybe yeah. a really good way to start a, sort of being a tourist in your own town kind of thing. Like, because I guess being on your own is a little bit, it's almost like mindfulness, isn't it? If you're on your own, yeah. you can take the time to to notice the sounds and the sights and hear what's going on around you. And yeah, that was probably quite a significant one for me that was obviously really easy to do because it was right where I live. So that's a really great place to start, I think. I think it's a great place to start. And then if you want to, you can extend that out. So maybe you start doing day trips on your own or you start maybe even do like trips that are longer than that on your own and traveling alone and I think that in itself is a whole I think we've actually done an episode on solo travel haven't we and that's a whole other yeah. like experience I wouldn't say go from zero to a hundred in like a day don't like I mean yeah. obviously you can but I think it's a bit of a baptism of fire I think I would enjoy traveling alone more now than I did when I first did it 
just because I enjoy my own company more now. And I think it's something to build up to a bit. But again, like you get to go wherever you want. You get to eat what you want and see what you want and explore what you want. And that is such a brilliant thing to do. And I think on the point of travel, because I mean, obviously I've traveled solo a lot. But I didn't just jump into it head first. The, actual, the first time I actually traveled solo, I had been on a family holiday and I was flying. I had to fly back early for Crom. And I, my parents dropped me off at the airport in Spain. And I, I, I was coming home three days earlier than them. And that was the first time I ever navigated an airport on my own mm. and got myself on a flight and picked up my bags and then got myself from the airport back home again. And it was scary, but it meant that all I had to do was that travel section. And then the next time I traveled, I did a whole trip on my own for a weekend in Europe. And that's what I mean, like building it up from there. Maybe if you're going on holiday with friends this summer, you do the flight bit on your own because you're flying from a different airport or at a different time. But then you have the yeah. trip with them. And I know that's very situational, but it goes back to what you were saying. You don't need to go all in straight away. No, definitely not. And I think especially with something like travel it can feel very intimidating like oh my god how do I do it how do I do it but then I think as soon as you break it down like that like okay I've just got to get to the airport and then I've just got to get through the airport like people do it all the time it's entirely Uh possible to do you're not going to be stuck in Gatwick airport for the rest of your life you will get through it and it's remembering stuff like that I think that's one of the things I really found when I started spending more time on my own. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to have four hours on the sofa on my own tonight. And I was like, well, regardless of what happens, that time will pass. Mm. So Mm. I can either enjoy it and make a moment of it, or I can feel a bit uncomfortable about it. And I think changing your mindset towards being on your own and doing things independently really helps you to enjoy it more. And I think that feeling of empowerment when you've done it is... I still get it now, like when I've gone through the airport on my own, when I've, I don't know, spent a significant amount of time doing things on my own during the day, the empowerment afterwards, I'm like, hell yeah, like look at all this stuff I've done and I've done it on my own. It still feels good every time. Yeah, like the other week when I came to see you, I think a couple of years ago, I would have been like, oh God, I've got to get to the airport on my own and then I've got to take the flight. And I wouldn't have looked forward to it. Whereas this time I was like, oh my God, I get to go on my own. I get to eat breakfast wherever I want. I get to sit there. I don't have to talk to anyone. Like I get seven hours of just me and no other, not having to accommodate for anyone else. And I think if you're someone who is naturally quite a people pleaser, or you have people who rely on you, or you have any responsibilities, being in a situation whereby you don't have to be responsible for anyone but yourself is so freeing yeah you get to put yourself first yeah we hope you've enjoyed this episode um it's something that we love chatting about and we'd love to hear your thoughts on it as well and if you have any tips for enjoying your own company all of our contact details are down in the show notes if you'd like to get in touch we hope you've enjoyed this episode and we will be back next Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss it. In the meantime, stay safe and we will speak to you all soon. Bye. Bye.